Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Council. Coming at you live from a not too bad Sydney Portier morning. Sunday, 6th of June. Right deep in the pits of Labara Mobile Round. I couldn't even tell you who's playing this afternoon. I have no fucking idea. I'd have to rack my brain and try and come up with it. Um, that is that is the pitfalls of Labara Mobile Round in between state footy, which kicks off on Wednesday. It will be a cracker up in Townsville. As always, coming to us live from lockdown, Melbourne, Victoria, one test under Reno, two times contract, virtually axed, Hong Kong Rugby League board member. Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, the game this Arvo is Knights, Eels, for your info, which is mm. quite in Lamara Mobile. Um, mm. Yeah, chilly morning down here this morning. Uh, just so sick of this fucking lockdown now. It's just doing, yeah, it's just fuck. Oh, oh. oh. Should watch what I say, but now they're just bringing out these fucking variants to try and scare people. It's just out of control. But anyway, we've got to talk league, and that's the most annoying thing. Lockdown and um, only and having the bar mobile rounds really fucking frustrating. I know Verlanders hadn't worked this out, but only having four games during lockdown is very difficult to handle, if you know what I mean. Um, we've had the cricket, but that's had a washed out day, etc. So Anyway, if it extends, which hopefully it doesn't, or it'll be suicidal thoughts for a lot of people. Um, How long have you been in lockdown for now? Uh, a week and a half, maybe. And it started before. You literally, the, the, the eve of lockdown was Valentine Holmes' last last minute, last second. Well, that, was the first, that was the first day of lockdown, yeah. So if the league gods were even considering you, they would have just made that sail to the left, or they would have made Chanel's kick go over anyway, or their game over. Go but over. fuck, that's a lot to chew on as a Warriors fan. Um, and then right. dishing you up, Labara. Yeah, it's tough. It's made this this uh, lockdown infinitely harder than last one last year when it was actually eight games a league, no state football in the way, hmm. just pumping through, you know. Hmm. Have we got 24 rounds this year? Uh, 26. 25. 25. Yeah, 25. Okay, so we're kind of at the halfway mark. What we're going to do next week is we're going to do our halfway um, half-season awards. Uh, so if you've got any categories that you want us to award, it don't have to be traditional categories. Um, send them through, tweet us, email us, WhatsApp us, get on the dark web and hit up legal counsel. Um just on the Labara mobile round, I'm not sure if we covered this the week before or not, but I, I'm now of the volition that I want the whole season to shut down and we just have... Maybe try and get two... Can you get two Origin games across three weeks? Two weeks, sorry? Three Origin games across two weeks? Do you think mm. you can do that? 
Nah, they won't let us. They, oh, the state footy people will up in their arms about you need to give them time. This okay. is a physical type of fuck. cauldron, it's the arena, etc., etc. Okay, so we're going to shut. I want, to, I want the comp shut down for three weeks. Now, this is a great opportunity to play your international, which we probably can't do, but why could we not have done international footy played in Australia right now? Am I missing something? Uh, a lot of cut, well, they're not going to be able to call on their Super League players. Um, Do you just wear that? Do you, you just, just, wear you just that? have to. You just have to just gin and bear that. Okay, it, it takes away a lot from the beautiful internationalism of our game. But look, yeah. if it keeps us entertained, yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, the Tongans are going to be missing your Atahanganos and your Tui Lolohias, etc. And and previously, your Murdoch Masillas. Um, yeah. But you're just going to have to get on with that, and, and Tonga can, you know, have a real good look at your TC News in, in international footy and see what they got. But I just want this That's shut true. down. I want these games. These games are. I must be honest. I didn't even see last night's game. Didn't you? Didn't see it was a, a good minute. game. Um, so you can talk me through that. And on Friday so, night, so like you're expecting this weekend as a bit of a breather, cleanser. Yeah. Wow. Um. Although I am reading a match review of Storm your, Titans. Are your parents in town? No, nah, they just left, actually. They left yesterday morning. I did watch, I must admit, I watched the whole of Friday night's game, if you can call it that. And the Aussies have a term, which I do enjoy, when they see a shit game, they call it a bludger, don't they? Yeah. Friday night was a fucking bludger of a game. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. What did Gus say? How many penalties? Three or something. No, fuck. Hang on. Let me dig this up. What? What? Give me. Give me the. Um, run me through last night's game while I try and dig this up. So frustrating in a way, but I mean, it was a good game of football. Ding dong, storm. Just two good, stupid errors. Typical Titans crap. They started to get themselves back in the game on the back of Tyrone Peachy and Jared Wallace. And they were down 20 points to 8 or 20 points to 6 at half time. Yeah, Wallace and Peachy stood up. The rest of them were fucking, yeah, bludges, as you'd say. Uh, Greg Marzu, or Lelousel, as we used to call him, played well, though. He showed some promise. Nice. They had the opportunities to win the tie, and it just shows how. You are right. How shit they are! They had they got um, Titans down to twelve men. Ramus Smith got Sinbin with thirteen minutes to go, mm-hmm. and they honestly didn't really look like scoring in that whole time he was off. And then they had a couple of chances just before. The, oh, just Sami balls it up. Oh, Brian Kelly mm-hmm. just greedy didn't pass. They had a couple of fucking really good opportunities, and they just bombed them. Just. Didn't have any faith in themselves. Jaden Campbell was okay. Couple of errors, a big tackle. Looked like, I mean, I don't think he's a brimson at the moment. Uh, but yeah, just just look good game. Bit of physicality. Uh, the Kiwi boys of Melbourne took it to the Titans a bit. But yeah, just and and then they and they you know that's the storm. They make they work out how to win, right? The storm. I'm looking at the team lineups now, right? The Storm and the Ford Pack have got Bromwich Smith, Asafa Solomona, and Bromwich. Four yeah. of the six 
are Kiwi internationals. Then Finucane, who is just a very, 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 very good player. Unlucky and, not to make state football ahead of Liam Martin. I, I agree with that too. Maybe it's just to do with where he played second row versus lock. I'm, I'm not sure on the ins and outs of that. Um, and Trent Loyero, who is a bit of a, um, a youngster. And then you can still bring Kamakamitha Lewis, Pene Booth off the bench, who, look, Kamakamitha is a good um, player, but those other three are just classic Storm, you know, bench guys who will develop over time and play play some footy. And then Jar Hughes, Cooper Johns, Aramia, who is a Melbourneian, Olam Smith, Jennings and Hines. Fuck! Where does that, does that team make the eight? Like on a normal year, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> with with Bellamy coaching that team, they make the eight, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, fuck. Now, conversely, the Titans, who I guess they we... get they get fairly, and this is the weird curse of state football. They actually do get unweird, unfairly crawled by state football, yeah. don't they? Just players. Yeah. They got Fafida Brimson and. Um, Tino. I mean, and that is basically the difference between a wooden spoon and 11th place, 10th place, which they're inevitably going to finish this year. Um, Did you see anything from Joseph Vuna? Yeah, he looked okay. He got probably only about 15, 20 minutes, but good hard runs. Um, Nearly got a line break that Fogarty didn't pass, I don't think it was. So, yeah, he looked all right. If... I don't know why this came into my head. I just saw Craig Bellamy's face. Right, if if they had... If something happened, right, and let's just say there was a massive head clash on the warm-up game, right, and you had two people just smash their heads together and huge gashes in each face, right, and they couldn't play. Enormous fuck-up, right? And the yep. 18th man comes in, but the team's still one player short, right? Which coach would be able to come in and slot him to play. I know he's old, but Bellamy would do a job for you, wouldn't he? Yeah, I reckon Todd Payton would too, actually. Fuck, silky. Silky it'd Todd. Like, he'd be carrying like a spare tyre around the mid-girth. No, Todd actually... Payton's fucking... He's gone skinny. Is he? Yeah, have you not seen him this year? He's dropped heaps of weight. I, I, I just have a really nasty feeling he's gone all vegan on me. Uh, up there, I don't think you'd get away with it in Townsville. But yeah, it's a very, Madge. very good question. Madge, I think he's nah, his last two or three is turned frail. I know, but he's a worker. He's a yeah. he's a fucking worker. He's tipped that 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 age divide. I honestly believe it. Um, Trent Barrett would give you some quality minutes, and I mean, he'd be Canterbury's best half. Trent Barrett and Craig Fitzgibbon would too, actually. Yeah, Fitz is in good shape. <laughs> He would be dogs for his staff. I reckon Ricky would have to wear a pink bib. He'd he'd bring in some stupid rule like he'd he'd be wearing a pink bib over his green jersey that you weren't allowed to tackle him, like you know, right. golden oldies based. Yep, yep. Ivan again. He looks too old now. I mean, as time at the Warriors, he would have been able to play. Josh Hannay could probably catch him pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a uh, maybe yeah. So AOB nah. Manly, Dez, shit, no. Dez will do a job out of dummy half. No, he wouldn't. August straight, no. He's still probably fucking fit. And now he's just, as long as the front rowers are rolling, Dez can get on the back of it, control the ruck, and, and he's going to do the odd kick. 
he needs for Norb, like, uh, or, you know, LOI going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um, Nathan Brown, he's probably going to poke his nose out of dummy half, isn't he, for a snipe? Yeah, again, I remember when he started, like, he started as a, he retired really early and became mm. a coach really early. Mm. Um, and I, we've got a few, like, Scandal, I know it's Henville, isn't it, that thinks, will we ever see a player coach again? Like, and, okay, well, you turn it around. Which player now, now Smith's gone, could actually do a, have a good fist at player coach? The two obvious ones were Smith and Paul Gallen, given their age and status in the game. And and I just think Gallen, because of the way the Sharks are, I don't think, obviously, your Bellamy would have ever allowed it. You just couldn't possibly do it with Smith. But I reckon Gallen could have actually, you know, let's just say they let's just say Gallon was playing this year I know it's a couple of years too too late and they fired John Morris halfway through the season if I'm the Sharks I'm right right gal pull a Bill, pull a Bill Russell for me and just play a coach and I think he could do it yeah 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 and then otherwise I mean it's such a young man's game these days mm. um, you struggle to go around the now I, I can't think anyone doesn't jump at my head that they could do it, I guess. A uh, Clemmer? No. <laughs> Clemmer. Oh, I'm just trying to find who is like the elder statesman in our comp now. Well, who are your 300 gamers? Your current live 300 gamers? Oh God, I can't. Can you jump you. on Rugby League Project and find that for me? Yeah, okay. You're gonna to have to talk about something else. Yeah, I'm gonna have to carry the show. So I'm gonna go back to Phil Guild for Friday night. Love Gus. Fucking love. I love Gus. Um, 29 penalties and 6 against tonight terrible plenty of soft high tackles sorry brush tackles penalties which are just embarrassing for our code but thankfully appear to have stopped the sin bin for these accidental minor sig- insignificant head brushes at least that's something I was watching that Tigers game and I was thinking to myself fuck it was just a penalty a thumb. They were blowing the missile every whistle every three or four minutes. They literally anything that touched the head was just brushing the head over. It is it's more of the same from last week from me. Yes, okay, it's great that the sin bins have been put away. That's one thing because I think that's the biggest thing that's hurting our game. But those penalties, you're gonna touch the head in some shape or form thirty percent of the fucking time you go into the tackle. Just have some fucking common sense refs really interesting though how are you going with that digging up that 300 games yeah yeah how are you going it's Benji and Mitchell Pierce. well Mitchell so, Pierce isn't coaching a fucking side is he no he's just not a great role model or mentor to the younger players but Benji could mm. I Le- guess Okay, so let's just say Wayne Ben has a heart attack. Yeah. And it's up to... So crash with him and... Uh, Dimitriou. Dimitriou. They go, they're going up to sort of talk to um, Hamiso to buy Fido in a mm. plane. It, it crashes. Okay, in the jungle of North Queensland. Yeah. And Benji just goes, i got this, guys. Yep, I, I can see that. Yep, definitely. For the rest of the year, definitely. Because, yep. I mean... I can see it. Yeah. The only one I was thinking was John Morris could have definitely played. Oh, Johnny Morris. He's he's at the top of the coach playing rankings for sure. Utility. Jersey 14. Yeah. 
Is he? He's one of the ultimate 14s, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the gold medal for the 14 jumper, surely. I've got one person in mind. Craig Wink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a Brad Drew. I mean, Cody Nakarima is a number four. Like, if he could have played his career out as a pure 14, uh, maybe that's unfair on Cody. No, nah, I think he's a genuine 14. I've said it, said it years. The, the, the representative, like you had Craig Wing on one side, Queensland had a 14, which was... He, he Flannery? Chris Flannery? Nah, he's more your 16 jumper, isn't he? Your 14 was um, quite often Carl Hockle Hunt for Queensland. Yeah, they love they love to play like Queensland always love to play like a, a genuine fullback or winger mm. at 14. Mm. They just didn't have that depth, but they'd bring on Matty Bowen or something. Mm. Yeah, like that. Um, so interesting the, the 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 slight the no Sinbin in that game was it any Sinbins last night? Uh, yeah, it was Raymond Smith. Oh, fuck. For doing what? I didn't actually properly look at the tackle, but Ramus was resigned to it. Do you know what's interesting is went down to the news agent yesterday, my little Saturday morning ritual, come back from the gym, take the kids down, get a coffee, buy both papers, buy a pack of league cards, and yep. that's kind of like my mid-morning Saturday, sort of. I read them, read the papers, and I came across in the Daily Telegraph three different stories around the head injuries and I'm like here we fucking go one was done by a mother around the importance of them of of you know in the young game and I'm too scared because my son I don't want my son to play and get head injuries number two okay number two and that's a fair point I get that number two I'm more worried about my boy getting like actual proper injuries like uh, legs and arms Mm. there's no doubt about it You you don't get hit in the head but like it, it is fucking rare. And kids, yeah, you get concussions, but... Like, all our mates... Okay, here's a quick... Like, an average... Okay, I'm not saying it's a diff- different sport, but the average one of our extended mates group would have played 150, 200 contact sport games. Like, Easy. Basically, every single one of them, because it's ingrained in yeah. New Zealand society right mm-hmm. oh there's a few that don't play good on them mm-hmm. uh and then you've got a couple of like professionals that would have played professional contact sport that is one of our biggest weaknesses in our, in our wide group. we've only got one like international league player mm-hmm. um that's you but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whatever uh, you compare them to lots of people you work with that mm-hmm. don't have have never played a contact sport mm. or league and are they are they behind in life? For for having a concussion? Yeah, are they beh- like are they more depressed? Are they? I just, I mean, it's not a lot of not a lot of them are professionals, but I just like this is what I'm seeing with my own eyes. I'm not seeing even like our parents' age that played lots of they, they would play they played ball rush fucking every lunchtime. I know, I know. And I don't see... What what, what I'm... There's no doubt that the effects and the long-term effects have had on concussions. I got knocked out at least 10 times in my contact sport. And I ended up just... My last game of contact sport, I just walked off the field because I had like an elbow brush my head and I was seeing stars and I'm like, fuck this. Gone. 
halfway through the game, walked off, had a shower, never played again. Um, so you can get linger, and I do definitely think short term memory, and I don't know if that's that or dabbling with substances or other combination of things, but certainly in my later life, my short term memory is going. Now, maybe that's just a sign of general wear and tear on the body. I don't know, but I do yeah. struggle to to know sometimes i mean i don't know if this is normal but i can't name what i had for dinner last night can you do that yeah or breakfast i struggle with that kind of shit so wow. hopefully that just doesn't get carried away yeah. as i get late you were, it was, so i i need i had one really bad concussion like one that like scary one mm. was when i what was it, it was a first, i was first game of the season so fired up and I ran out of the line to put his big shot on this Randwick prop. Mm. And he just put his elbow up, apparently. Mm. Well, and, and I just hit it. Mm. And then they called him, they called, they, everyone on the side, I called it the helicopter. Mm. So he put his elbow up and went straight into my temple. And I flung out of the tackle like a helicopter, like about 15 <laughs> metres, and I landed. And then I, everyone said I was out cold, and I got up. And the trainer goes like the trainer's like trying to wake me up, and I, I get this is all I remember going. Can you get me a? I'll have a vanilla milkshake, please. A vanilla milkshake from McDonald's. I just wanted a vanilla milkshake from McDonald's. It was apparently I was out for like two minutes, so it was real scary. But fuck, this my brain was doing some weird shit. It is, yeah. I mean, we know we're no experts. So I've done two that I can think of that I actually woke up in hospital so badly knocked out. Well, I came too. But I remember some guy telling me that I, I literally was asking him the same question every 30 seconds on the sideline. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's so not good. Anyway. Happened. So when I was I was so – I wanted to get back out there. And I, to be honest, it was pretty scary because I couldn't remember anything from like 20 minutes of my life. Mm. And I was, on the, I was trying to be the big macho man to the coach. I was going, put me back out there, put me back out there. Mm. And he would just ignore me. Mm. And then I had a few beers with the coach a couple of weeks ago. He goes – there was a guy, I'm thinking Earl Va'a, but it might have been Earl Va'a. Do you know Earl Va'a was a young player, league player, and his brother, Ralph, who was my coach, was actually coaching him at Wainui Amada, mm. and he got repeated uh, concussions, and then he died on the field. Like, after one, one, Earl Va'a one, played rugby, uh, sorry, contact sport for Samoa. Yeah, he was a league too in his young years at Wainui, and I think it was his, it was his brother Carl or something, Va'a, that... Uh, Died on the field, and Ralph was the coach, and he he wore that on his sleeve the whole. Because I think, I yeah he and that's because I think uh, and Ralph's probably this, but he put him out there again after like I don't know if he got warned about all the concussions or something, and he died. Yeah, look, there's this extreme. There's no doubt about it. I've got to protect the head. We we went on, um, we we talked about at length last week, and there are huge long term effects. I guess what I was saying, yeah, there was one article in the Telegraph, a mum worried about her son. And this is the point that I'll get to. Number two, huge double page on Joey Williams, who, former Sydney Bunnies, had a few concussions, but then was a boxer. Was a fucking boxer. Now, he's so bad now, he can't remember his kids' names, right? And they're putting him front and centre. And then there was Paul Kent going on about it. And I'm thinking to myself... Okay, Verlandes has gone hard here in the paper to try and get different because he basically controls. You know, he can, he can, he's a very powerful man. Now, at the same time, I read earlier in the week that Rupert Murdoch is actually trying to start up Foxbet 
in Australia. And he needs... Who does he need? He needs Volandis, racing New South Wales. He needs his support. What does Volandis need? He needs support in the paper to get this crackdown. So here we fucking go. You've got narratives seeded out there in the media around all dangerous to the game, getting on with the crackdown, look at Joey Williams, blah, blah, blah. Paul Kent does an article about this and that. And then Volandis comes out and does a token, oh, I should listen to the players. It's just, look, it's, it's, it's teetering on fucking mass media manipulation here with, with you've got extreme power brokers just playing it all out in the media. It's, it's a fucking pantomime. Rugby league at its absolute best. But they can just, if they can just do what they did on Friday, reduce the sin bins for the headshots and maybe penalize them, I'm okay. But just none of the slaps to the, there's like three slaps to the face. Did you see that? Literally slaps or brushes. Poor Nofaluma. Got done like three times. And again, you've got to ask yourself, state football's coming up on Wednesday. Oh, I mean... Like, are they adjusting it for that? Which just defeats the purpose. I mean, we loved state football. State football was was different. It was... Like, if they police state football differently, I mean, fuck. We're in trouble. Like, we've said this before on the show... State football now versus state football in 1991 mm. is completely different in terms of... 1991 did have 90% of the New Zealand Australia, or the, uh, the, best the world's best. Mm. Right? Now it's got 60. Yep. Now, it's difference. It does have a... What's the, the marketing word? It's a um, unique value proposition. It was. Yep. It was a bit different. Like it was, there was Biffo and there was hits and there was drama and Gus Gould walking down the field doing his soliloquy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had that. Now, if they don't, if they don't have that, state football does lose a lot of it. Especially now, there, the, Queensland and New South Wales don't realise this, but you are. It's not really New South Wales and Queensland anymore. Players can choose, mm-hmm. so you're losing what your state football's built on. Be careful. And they are conveniently letting people play for Samoa Tonga as well, which I don't necessarily have too much of a problem with. If, like Jerome Luai, for example, he's lived in New South Wales his whole life. It's the ones that are, you know, come across and 13, 14 years old, like Fotuaka. I mean, he might be a little bit um, older than that. Or The guys that have, you know, turned up when they're 12 and also playing for a tier two nation which the tier two nation's rubbish like they're not a fucking Tonga on a tier two nation yeah, they're a tier yeah. one nation now but you missed actually you missed um, you missed the game last night so they did the interviews after the game hmm. and they you know had, uh, it's quite good actually how they do those interviews um, remotely from the from the sh- uh, from the Fox studios and the players just come up to some hmm. must be some uh, uh mobile sort of interview station mm-hmm. they brought Brandon Smith in and obviously Cheese was going on carrying on like a pork chop a little bit and mm-hmm. then they started asking about state footy mm-hmm. and they go oh you're looking forward to state footy on uh, Wednesday night he goes oh yeah shit yeah yeah shit yeah he goes and they're like oh who are you going to support he goes oh Queensland obviously I mean I'm still waiting for the call from Kevy I'm, I'm eligible uh I played for Queensland's under 15, under 16s, under 19s. Hmm. And, but 
but Brandon was almost like, uh, nah. Oh, he, I mean, he's a Kiwi out and out, right? But mm-hmm. he was basically saying he is eligible. Like, if they wanted, if, if he didn't want to play for the Kiwis, he could. He's play not for eligible them. though. He didn't play in Queensland before his thirteenth birthday. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, but they still picked him for fifteen, sixteens, not nine, nine innings. Do you know what I mean? But I guess I'm just telling. My point is, he's a Kiwi, but uh, he feels like he's a Queenslander as well. The thing is, I don't, I don't think that they ever. I what well, the reason why I think back in, I think they needed to tweak it slightly because I think the reason why back in, you know, when they changed the rules at about 2010 to mean you had to play before your 13th birthday, it was based around Tal Malolo and Cassiano and those guys who they were all and Papavali. I think it should be why 13? Why not? Why not your first game? Well, you know, why not six? Why 13? Because 13 basically opened up, from, and from my vantage point, you know, so many of those young New Zealanders that were coming over as 10, 11, 12-year-olds yeah. um, and playing. And it just means that they secured them, not for State of Origin, but for Australia as well. Now, I think international leagues change so much now that giving people options of playing for Tonga, Samoa, etc. I just think State of Origin, to, to really go back to the absolute strength, make it harder, make it tighter, make it more meaningful... And for that, for that, for me is you are you've got to live in the state for a, for a younger age, and maybe it's under ten, maybe it's under eight. But I think this under thirteen thing it's just too wishy washy. It, it doesn't doesn't derive the passion that that it should. But yeah, the Biff that's what Origin was about, wasn't it? So I'll, I've got to put I've got to stand up now as I'm getting older and say I fully accepted Nathan Fiend and Brent Webb into the Kiwi setup, right? Mm. Uh, because they were good, they were exactly what our team needed at the time, and they were instrumental in making us very competitive against Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't do that anymore. But these days, if they picked a Matt Dufty, I don't know, somehow Matt Dufty or work. Curtis Sirenin. What Bailey? Bailey, sorry, Bailey does three years at the Warriors, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a Kiwi now." I'll be like, "Fuck off, come." No, 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 don't. Why the fuck would we need a second rower? But, I know, but you know what I mean. But why don't New South Wales and Queensland supporters, and I don't, maybe the ones we knock around with the two Bogan, just go, hey, he's not actually from New South Wales. We don't want him to play for us. Mm. No one's ever said that to me about state football. Mm. Um, yeah. And I mean, Queensland. And I feel like Queensland are a little bit like the Kiwis. They will let they just want to win. So if they've got a Kiwi or, or a New South Welshman, they'll just yeah, take I, it. Like, I reckon Queensland are way worse at it than New South Wales. Yeah, or they just don't have the a population based. Like the ushering through James Tamo back in the day. I know he's been here for a long time now and stuff, but you gotta remember that he was in the fucking Kiwis train on squad and stuff and had been in Australia a couple of years. Maybe a few more years. Anyway, let's actually get on to the, the, to the game. So it looks as though Queensland, Harry Graham um, and Munster are going to play. It's We kind of went through the teams a bit last week. A week on, three games to go. Uh, your Luai and Cleary, lots of nice stories about them during the week and how they've actually played together for... Fuck, it's just the combination that they have... That's just to dream of if you're a club coach, let alone Origin. So I just didn't realise how how many how sorry how long those guys have played together versus Munster and 
um, Cherry Evans. That's got me fired up. Like that, that those four players, that has got me fired up. Um, I think that is the that is the massive talking point. And I think the other one is very interested to see how Ponga goes. He's been a ghost this year. He's he's, in, he's not playing. What? They've ruled him out. When? Oh, about earlier in the week. I'm in the right. team list, and he's at one. So does that mean Bribson starts? So have you not heard this? So Pong is out. Yeah. Brimson but... is 50, 50 What? Yeah, so... Cough what, out. What the word is, no, this is probably what's going to happen. Holmes goes to fullback and yeah. Felt goes to the wing. Queensland won't, won't skip a beat. Yeah, okay, but I'm just telling you. I mean... Valentine Holmes is better than Callum Ponga right now. Yes, agree. Quote. But Holmes, the last three or four rounds, has looked like a pure fullback. Yeah. And Which I is think... a great segue, but they we're not ready for it. So we said we're going to do our top 10 fullbacks. Let's just go back to Origin, because I think... Yeah, I want yeah. to know... So we've got Townsville. It's going to be fucking screaming mad, pure leagueies, Townsville... And you've still got the Blues, a dollar fifty-four favourites versus Queensland two fifty. Yeah, that's got a bit of uh, Floyd Mayweather, Lloyd Logan Paul about, doesn't it? What am I missing here? Has Tarek been playing good this year? Oh, it's hard. To t- he mm, he just does what you want him to do in state football. He'll just go forward, right, and hard run hard. The thing is, the trick with state football is never fucking never judge the game on the by the team sheets. It's the intangibles no. because a guy like Kirk Capewell, as you showed last year, like Kirk Capewell, and then he comes out and he's like man of the match because he just grows an arm for the jersey. Ngangai, um, classic, the the Nate Miles Award for shit fucking club play, escalating into some of the best like representative play you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, there's going to be too many guys like that, and a guy like Harry Grant versus Damian Cook. That's a huge, um, and that's a huge advantage for the Maroons. Grant over Cook, isn't it? Agree. Yeah. Um, and then you know, all it takes is a couple of huge games from Fafita and Tino, a little bit of solid play from Welsh, and then you're like, fuck you. Yeah, of course, Queensland. Of course, Queensland will win. Yeah. Um, but the Blues on paper have a much better team. I mean, that Tedesco tour. Or, Latrell, Tom, Adokar, Luai, Cleary. That is one of the more exciting. When the when the teams were named New South Wales, and they admitted to themselves, the fans were like, "Wow, look mm. at that backline." I know. As soon as you say that, you're like, "Okay, yeah, you got an amazing backline, but that's not going to win you the game." I know. The game, right? Nah. Um. Very excited about this. Where are you going to take it in? Home, I guess, because you're in lockdown. I think we th- well Thursday night is the earliest hour. This this uh, I was this uh, what are those what's those societies called where you like um, dystopia dystopia dystopian uh, like no but they're North Korean based which isn't that I've been to North Korea it's not this bad you have not been to North Korea or have you remember I would have played so- football there no you fucking didn't. You didn't. Sorry, Harry, 2012, 2013, whatever year it was. I've got photos. I'll send them to you. Oh, didn't you just like do just what? You go across the border and you take a photo. Oh, you just take no, a photo. No, no, this, was proper. this was proper. We went as a, a 
have I not told you this yarn? And probably listeners need to hear it. So I was with Lexi one New Year's Eve. It might have been 11, 12, 12, 13 New Year's Eve. Tanked up based on a rooftop in Hong Kong. And I go, dumb, like dumbass New Year's resolutions. I go, oh, I'm going to go to North Korea this year. At the party, there was a bloke behind me uh, that didn't know at the time. But then he got these emails around the Hong Kong expat community. There's this the soccer team. What, I can't remember what they were called. The one or the Wamblers or something. They were sort of social, but full of poms that you know think they're good at. So- well, they are quite good at soccer. Mm. They brought up. Um, and anyway, I got an email about a, a couple of weeks later, going, "Oh, all the Yanks in our team have pulled out because they're too scared to go. Anyone else want to come to North Korea?" And like they they heard about me, and I just jumped on board. So went and played soccer over there. Did you stay the night? Said three nights there. Really? Pyongyang. Pyongyang. As I, I fucking told you the story. Like, I, when I got back to Hong Kong on the train, I start, I just started bawling my eyes out on the train. Why? Because, so when I was there for three days, there's no advertising. So it's like, it's just like, it's like one of those health retreats you go and you don't have any digital. <laughs> right? So there's no, there's no subliminal... Detox no Getting thrown at your face. I, as soon as I got on the train and... uh. Hong Kong off the plane, like holy fuck! Every everyone's trying to sell me something. Everyone's trying to send me a message. Wow! Like you realised you got three days in a proper communist or so, whatever society. Socialist. Uh, Beautiful. The communists, don't they? they yeah. Claim that. Whatever yeah. they. There's no like. There's no episode. So when we're in the bus, I think we're driving back from one of the pubs or something. I, I asked our tour guide to go. Oh, what the hell is that neon I was at night and there was like one neon light we could see and I go, what does that say she goes oh that says Pyongyang automotive parts like that's basically the shops are just government run and they're not trying to set like if you need a fucking uh, filter for your car you go there Do, did you see any you know nice monuments or billboards of the supreme leader Kim Jong-un oh fucking no they're everywhere that's like basically all the tour part is just basically going for, and they are incredible like the monuments are unbelievable it's basically going from monument to monument to uh, Freedom Square People's uh, Monument uh, the Dear Leaders Monument I actually got haven't I told you this I got a we might have some listeners on here that, that went with me I got a personal security guard early on because when we got off the plane in Pyongyang into the bus um that the, the tour guide got up and goes, oh, welcome to our great country, uh, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. I go, that was formed in, I go, 1954, October the 12th, 1954. I already knew all, because I'd read everything about it, and I was bringing all the answers, and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it's boy, I was later, there's this lot of Korean bloke with a satchel, mm. and it was so obvious, he was basically following me around. Because he's just a bit worried. Yeah, yeah, they thought I was... I could have been that... In retrospect, I could have been... I'm like, I would have never done this, but I could have been that yank guy that... Because uh, he, he stayed at my hotel, and he went... So you got your rooms. He went down a different level and stole, like, a uh, poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all the posters are... They're amazing to have on your wall, right? They're proper, like, old... They're Artifacts. Proper, like, oh, no, no, no. Memorabilia. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. He's went down the stairs and... And stole one, and then he's the and then Pyong, 
North Korea have uh, returned them back to America about three or four years later with a frontal lobotomy. You can't even like you can't even speak. Fuck off. <laughs> This is a proper story out in the media. But anyway, so look, I need to sit down with you over there if you have not heard all my North Korea ones. I I, I vaguely remember you uploading some photos on Facebook, but I just thought it was just banter. I just couldn't tell. So, um, yeah. Like Uh, when I was in Uganda, yeah. Yeah, like when you worked in Uganda, exactly. Um, So... State footy. I think we're actually running. We've got two big topics we want to talk about next week. Half year awards, top ten fullbacks. I don't think we've got enough time to go into the detail that I want to today. I do want to cast our mind over to round fourteen. Or what's your pick again? New South Wales or Queensland? Queensland. Townsville. Queensland too. Now, will the Origin players be rested this week of footy? Yeah, it'll in be the modern it'll, game. It'll depend. It'll depend on uh, what the coaches. It'll depend how many minutes they play on Wednesday. It'll depend on who, what team, their team's playing. All that sort of carry on. So, Manly Friday night Lotto Land is Tom T going to play? Who are they playing? Cowboys. Uh, shit, it makes it interesting. Oh, probably, yeah, I reckon real professionals like Tom and Jake, they play. Okay. Sharks, so Panthers. I used to, I used to, when I uh, was a, a young fella at uh, like Boys High and stuff, I remember seeing guys play Origin on Wednesday night and then play on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And to me, that blew me away because in, back in those days, contact sport in New Zealand, you like weren't a le- you needed a week off, mm. and it was this was like harder football. It was always one of the was- arguments, wasn't it, around backing up? It, they people pride themselves on it, and the Storm, unfortunately, the the club that prides themselves on it the most, led by Cameron Smith. Um, so you know who fucking's got Sunday extra couple of days to heal. Warriors storm. Yeah, but Rehurry, have you not heard this? Apparently, it's easy to back up three like the Friday night than it is Sunday. Hmm. Because apparently, and this is true, like your bruises, you, they sort of get worse. I don't know. These well, Munster and Harry Grant are under injury clouds, so yeah, they get rested. I think you probably rest them, don't you? Fuck the rugby league gods. We need some luck. It's had a few weeks off, right? Yeah, they both have. No, no, Harry Grant actually, he's been, he's been. No, he has actually. They both have. I mean, that, that's what like I've always said this, and that injuries during the season aren't necessarily bad if they're. It, it's it's the timing that is the worst part, right? Like, mm. and this is probably Panthers' biggest risk, to be honest. They haven't had enough injuries, therefore their players could get burnt out. Yeah, I mean. You know, we're not like Adam Fenor Blake. Adam Fenor Blake should like he's. You always need it. There's always a week or two you need to get back into mm. game four. Mm. But like Adam Fenor Blake, let's say he comes back next week. I don't mm. know. Can he come? Nah, can he come? Anyway, let's say let's say he does come back next week. Round 15, 16, he should be humming. Humming. Yeah, the the the, the Panthers storm. Oh, the Storm have had fucking... Look at the, the Storm of Coat with Pappenhausen and Grant. 
fucking no big deal for them. But can the Panthers lose a a Clary, a Luai? Because um, Burden... Yeah, interesting. Interesting look at him on Friday. You can't really judge too much because he was playing with... Tyrone May was fucking awful. God, he was bad. Yeah, but what what do you expect? Tyrone May is an out-and-out 14... That but when he comes on, he plays as a, a dummy of, half, a slow, languishing. Now, cue the dogs signing him a fucking three-year deal. No, they haven't. No, they will. <laughs> they will though. Fuck. Okay. Well, we didn't have a huge amount of games to go through. We're still ripped in forty-five minutes, so we're going to leave it there. Yeah. Why don't? Why can't? And you, why can't dogs just get Naden now? The dogs. Yeah, if they're not playing him. I want to see him playing first grade. Well, why? If you're the Panthers, why? Because you're going to need him for depth. As you said, they're going to get oh, injuries. Yeah, Fucking, they, and he's an outside back, can play wing or centre. There's no way you're giving up Naden when you want to win the comp. Yeah, good point. Yeah, sorry. All right, so enjoy the origin. Back into real footy next week. Gotta love your league. Gotta love your league. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. Ooh, no, man, please don't go. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me.